1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Monday, November 18th, 2019, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill's the best dentist that there is. Why go to anybody else? You don't have to. Go to Dr. Mike, 317-849-2933. Come on, get it done. The Colts, they got it done yesterday, didn't they? Colts were terrific. Colts over the Jaguars, 33-13, could have easily been uh, 31-15, but... uh, 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 An interception by Bobby Okereke, who made a boneheaded special teams play a little bit earlier, made up for it a little bit, intercepting a pass on a two-point conversion, took it to the house, two points, Quentin Nelson had the touchdown that wasn't, but the touchdown celebration will always remember, the keg stand. What are they doing? (laughs) Those guys are insane. Quentin Nelson, you would think, talking to the guy, the least likely keg stand guy Ever in the history of the NFL. It's really, really funny, but he didn't get into the end zone and you kind of knew it. Even live, you're like, hey, I don't think he got in there. They ran and ran and ran and ran yesterday, uh, 264 yards rushing. Uh, Williams was terrific yesterday. And, uh, it, you know, Jonathan Williams, 13 rushes, 116 yards. Marlon Mack, who broke his hand during the game, 14 rushes, 109 yards. It was relentless, and the Jaguars couldn't stop it. And if you can stop the Colts running the football, you are going to have a really tough time beating them. The Colts, really good. They got a short week coming up. Rocky you seen with an ankle yesterday, Marlon Mack with a hand. Short week, like I said, they played Thursday night against the Houston Texans. The Texans, they got drubbed yesterday by the Baltimore Ravens. And so both teams, six and four, the Colts, they've got the advantage of winning their game, their matchup earlier in the season. So if the Colts win this one and they go to seven and four and they drop the Texans to six and five, and they have the tiebreaker and they're undefeated in the conference if they win this thing at 4 and0, oh, they got a hell of a chance to win the division. They take a commanding lead in the AFC South. Uh, and they've got games coming up that are manageable. You know, they've, they've got uh, another game against the Jaguars that could be a little bit tougher than the previous one. They've got a game against Tennessee. They've got a game against New Orleans, uh, Carolina, and uh, Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay, you've got to feel good about. The Saints, maybe not so much. And then Carolina, you know what? Uh, this kind of sets up really nicely for the Indianapolis Colts as long as Brissett's healthy. And if they can get T.Y. Hilton back, for this stretch run, by the way, yesterday was the first game where T.Y. Hilton did not play for the Colts that uh, the Colts won in maybe forever. I think it was 0-10 going into yesterday. A couple of bones of contention with CBS yesterday. They said, uh, Anthony Catalano said that the this was the first time that the Colts had ever had two running backs go over the 100-yard mark. So I tweeted it inaccurate. It was not the first time. It was the fourth time. In fact, it wasn't even the first time it's happened in Indianapolis. Uh, That happened in 1985. So it's been a while since the Colts have done that, but they did it back in 1985. Um, And then they also said that running for 264 yards put the Colts in their top 10 all time for rushing yards in a game. Also not true. It was 12th. But what CBS did right is they had Michael Grady on the broadcast on the sidelines. Michael Grady did an outstanding job yesterday, as you knew that he would, because he always does. He's going to get a couple of more CBS games on the sidelines. He's also going to get to do some college basketball play-by-play on the CBS Sports Network, which he is going to do great. He is a terrific play-by-play guy, a really talented broadcaster. I could not be happier for Michael Grady if... if Young broadcasters, if you're in high school, you're in college, you need to see exactly what Michael Grady did, emulate it, and then with some good timing, you got a chance to be as successful as Michael Grady is. A chance. He is really, really talented, and he checked all the boxes moving down the road. Really, really good dude. Really, really good broadcaster. I could not be happier for uh, for Michael Grady. Indiana basketball was r- terrific on Saturday night. Really, really good. Right out of the gate, they beat the living hell out of Troy. Devontae Green back. He played twenty minutes. That's fine. But the way this team had kind of came together against Troy, that's the level of effort you wanted to see from Indiana. Justin Smith, he was good. Uh, Rob Finnessy did not play. Trace Jackson Davis looks like he's improving and getting more and more comfortable every single game as a freshman at Indiana. They are playing really really well. And on Wednesday, they're either going to get good news or bad news from a kid named Dawson Garcia up in Minnesota who's going to decide where he's going to go to school. It's down to four schools, and if he picks Indiana, that class coming in is going to be really good. If If not... You know what? That's the way it goes. But if he comes, they're going to be terrific. Uh, that class, the class of four. Uh, so, knock wood. Dawson Garcia picks Indiana. Although, I got to tell you, I am not going to get all wrapped up in the college uh, choice of an 18 year old kid. I just don't care. We got kids in the neighborhood going to school, kids that I know choosing where they're going to go. My nephew, Sean. Is going to choose where he's going to go. And you know what? I am not invested at all. I know he's going to pick the right place for him. That's the good thing. That's what's important, whether he picks Indiana or Wisconsin or Michigan or Michigan State, wherever the hell he's going to go. It's going to be great for him. That's the way I feel like all these kids, I'm not going to get all bent out of shape because a kid doesn't choose Indiana. What are we, crazy? If I could go back and redo it, I don't think I'd choose Indiana. Although... I met my wife there. I met a lot of really good friends there. That is the value of the college education I received in Indiana. I also took some terrific classes where I learned a lot. But as far as, you know, you got to make sure that being one of 40,000 college students in a place and one of 300 in a classroom is for you because it isn't for everybody and it wasn't for me. So anyway, they got Princeton on Wednesday on BTN. That'll be an interesting game because Princeton plays a different style of basketball entirely. Purdue got by uh, Chicago State. Maybe that's an unfair way to put it. It sounds like maybe they squeaked out a win by three, right? No. Purdue won ninety three forty nine 49 against Chicago State. They play against Saturday against Jacksonville State. Uh, Butler beat the hell out of Wofford, 80 to 61, Kamar Baldwin 23, 7, and 5. They shot better than 55%. They held Wofford to 38.6%. That's how you beat teams before December 1st when the schedule kind of turns competitive. Butler, they play Moorhead State Friday at 7 o'clock. They're 4-0, Indiana's 4-0, Purdue, obviously, with the two losses against kind of upper echelon competition. So uh, Purdue, kind of, uh, their recipe for success in the preseason, at least to this point, has been a little bit different from Indiana, and uh, although Butler did beat Minnesota, so that's a Power 5 competition, Indiana with one of the easiest schedules in the country to this point. The Pacers, they got swept this past weekend at Houston and then at home against Milwaukee. You know what? When you don't have, and, and this was against Milwaukee, when you don't have a bunch of starters, you're going to have trouble. They were 24 of 75 from the field. That was the starters. Uh, that's not going to get it done. No Brogdon, Lamb, McConnell. Miles Turner came back. Tonight they play at Brooklyn. Brooklyn's 5-7, and seven, that game at 7:30 on Fox Sports Indiana. IU football lost to Penn State. And, and so they could have won this game right it was 34 27 that was the final you had a fake punt in there which if you believe if you believe tom allen that wasn't the call the long snapper screwed it up all right uh, so if the long snapper screwed it up that's one thing that's bad execution if it was called a fake punt you got a problem with with the people making the calls that that would have been just ludicrous They snapped it to hendershot hendershot was corralled by three or four different guys who were unblocked because everybody lined up to the right this was as foolish remember the fake kick with cold anderson and griff whalen that chuck pagano called a few years ago this was kind of like that just didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense the execution was terrible obviously the thought process in in setting things up like that made no sense to me whatsoever There was a timeout taken on defense that didn't make any sense to me. Indiana could have won this game. They didn't win this game. People on Twitter, they were celebrating. You know, Indiana's coming closer. Indiana's competitive in a game that normally you wouldn't be competitive in. And let's hang a banner. What the hell's the matter with you people? You got to win the game. It's not enough to put yourself in a position to win the game. You've got to win the game. Indiana hasn't won a game like this in forever. It's been since like 1988 that they've beaten Ohio State or Michigan. So let's get our heads out of our asses and understand that if we don't demand it, then we're going to tolerate it. You know what I mean? If you don't demand success, you're going to tolerate mediocrity. And I think that that's where Indiana football fans are. Not all Indiana football fans. Some Indiana football fans were frosty and good for you because that's the kind of attitude that's going to move that program to another level. We're going to find out this weekend whether this program is capable of playing at that level. They're going to play Michigan at uh, Memorial Stadium. And this is a game that Indiana could actually win against Michigan. But you've got to believe it, and you've got to demand it. And if you don't, you're not going to accomplish it. And that's just the way it works. You can't go to an, into a game hoping. You've got to go into a game knowing. Maybe you're, going to be, maybe you're going to be wrong. Maybe you're not going to know. Right? Maybe in the end, you're going to be proven wrong. But knowing... At the onset, being confident, we're going to kick the living hell out of these people. That's how you beat people, for God's sake. I think I'm going down. I think I'm going down to this game. we got to rally behind the Hoosiers. Let's go. Right? 7-3 and on the season. They got that game against Michigan. And then the bucket game left. Let's go. Let's get that eighth win for the first time in a quarter century. Uh, New Pal, they destroyed Cathedral in the second half, midway through the third quarter. Cathedral was up like 10-7. And then New Pal got it rolling. They win 35-10, Charlie Spiegel, absolutely special, 285 yards rushing, four TDs, and 30 carries. Wow. And and (laughs) somehow, this guy is breaking every record in Indiana history. And somehow, he is not. Uh, affiliated with the school. He is not committed. He's not been offered at the level that you would expect a kid with the tonnage of yards and touchdowns that he has to be offered at. Indiana's got to offer this kid. I don't know whether Indiana's offered. I don't believe what I read is that Indiana has not. You got to offer this guy. What the hell are you doing? I don't care if you don't play fullbacks or not. Don't play the kid at fullback. You know what? He's People say he's not fast enough. Well, he was fast enough to outrun the entire cathedral defensive backfield four times. Right, the kid got chunk yards after chunk yards after chunk yards. Let's not let's not quibble with with success. All right. If if you don't think that this kid is worthy of of being recruited, then you've got a you've got a faulty filter in how you decide who should be and shouldn't be recruited. Because the kid that I saw on Friday night absolutely ought to be uh, recruited. Paul Boardman, celebrating a birthday today. Richie Rosati, Eric Kneesley, happy birthday. Connie Mason, happy birthday. Tracy Wheat, Jan Johnson-Dyer, happy birthday. The great Carissa Sterling, celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Carissa. And Gary Bogdan, happy birthday. One of the finest photographers in the history of photography. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. Do that, Carissa. And if it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today on Sports and Other But Sports, we're talking about the Colts. They're a short week, so they've got media availability today and tomorrow. And then that's it. They're off to Houston, and off you go. You win that game. You are looking great in the AFC South. You lose that game, not so great. We'll talk to you at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Sports and Other But Sports brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry.